0: Welcome to The Spotlight, the podcast where we take a topic from recent news, interesting stories or occurrences, or whatever else you would like to hear discussed, and take a brief look at them, as well as deciding what they mean for us in today's world. Thank you for joining me. first podcast, we're not going to hold back at all. We're going to jump right into the meat and nitty gritty of double standards and what they mean for us in today's world. Now when I say double standards, I'm referring to generally in today's political world. But before I get into the nitty gritty of it and what they mean for us, a little introduction about myself. I am first and foremost a Christian, which means that I believe that we are all under the authority of one supreme being, and that supreme being, being known as God, governs everything we do, and we are ultimately accountable to Him. That is my worldview, and that is where most of my beliefs boil down to. That is my core belief. So if you do not like listening to people talk about it from a talk about things from a biblical perspective, then this is not the podcast for you. But I encourage you, even if this isn't your normal type of podcast, to keep listening. Who knows? You may find something here that you wouldn't normally hear, and who knows? Maybe it might be a different uh, perspective for you. I am 18 years old and live in a small town in Southern Minnesota. I am also adopted from birth, and i I think those together kind of give me a unique uh, outlook on life. One of the other things that makes me a little bit unique, as far as at least what I've seen, is I am not white. I am African American, but I am very deeply interested in law enforcement. In fact, I am currently going to school for law enforcement uh, through uh, Minnesota's PSEO program. So all of those things combined will, will, um, kind of make up my worldview, how I see events and how I interpret them. So again, if this isn't your thing, keep listening. You'll probably hear a different opinion, but that's just fine. That's the whole goal is to get my opinion out there. And who knows if it's a differing opinion from you, that's just fine. By the way, if you have a topic you think would be interesting to hear me talk about, the best way to reach me would be by going to Instagram and uh, uh, direct messaging me on that platform. My Instagram handle is Dietrich underscore P underscore 2021. So that's D I E T R I C H underscore P underscore 2021. And as long as you're there, why don't you give me a follow? You'll get notified when I upload new episodes of my podcast there as well. First of all, I feel like I should define what double standard means. It should be pretty obvious, but according to dictionary.com... Double standard is defined as a rule or principle which is unfairly applied in different ways to different people or groups. Pretty standard definition, I would think. But where is it being applied? Well, we can see it being applied in the way that I would say people are being targeted. And the way people are reacting to certain things in our political Uh, agenda. For example, the social media platform Parler was recently almost completely shut down because it was promoting itself as a platform of free speech and had a very, very large conservative base. Now, if we actually Google Parler... The Google definition of Parler, and I'm reading this verbatim, is Parler is an American alt-tech microblogging and social networking service. Parler has a significant user base of Donald Trump supporters, conservatives, conspiracy theorists, and right-wing extremists. Posts on this service often contain far-right contact, anti-Semitism, and conspiracy theories such as QAnon. I would say that any social media platform usually has its fair share of conspiracy theories and extremists, both left wing, right wing, I don't care, up, down, side wing. But to publicly put this out as this is a platform where nothing good happens seems to me like it hasn't quite earned that reputation yet. I mean, it seems to be a fairly new app. It was just founded in 2018 and just recently kind of gained its, its heading as a social media platform. So, to me, I guess I don't understand why they are focusing on taking parlor down when, say, we still have disgusting, abominable acts on the internet, such as child porn or just porn in general. I mean, why do we have that smut on the internet and they're growing Those places are just growing and growing and growing and and, and operate with almost complete immunity, while Parlor, this tiny little place that had almost nothing to offer, gets shut down. I just, I don't understand why that, why why that's such an issue. I mean, to be fair, Antifa still has their Twitter page, still has their Facebook page, I mean, why why are we going for one group? Why are we targeting one group over the other? And speaking of targeting one group over the other, why was Hunter Biden's laptop hushed in the news? I mean, consider just consider this, all right? Just consider if it had been Trump's laptop or Melania Trump's laptop that had been discovered as having all of these unsightly things on it. I mean, the media would have you would the media you would have seen that everywhere. You would have seen laptop this, laptop that, laptop this, laptop that. And yet there was almost nothing about it. And in fact, the FBI is still investigating it, which should tell you a lot. But as long as we're talking about things being manipulated how does how does this manipulation happen well that's because these big tech corporations such as Facebook Amazon Twitter have monopolies they control almost everything in fact according to a CNN article from 2020 from december or, i'm sorry from october 10th 2020 It says, tech giants have maintained their monopoly position by using the vast amount of data they've gathered on consumers and other businesses in order to muscle out rivals. And that is exactly what's happening now. But wait, there's actually a law against monopolies. These are the antitrust laws. Congress passed the first antitrust law, which was the Sherman Act, in 1980. And this law was designed, these laws as a whole, are designed to prevent one company from holding too much of the power in order to have competition. And what competition does is it drives prices down, which is good for the consumer and ultimately good for the economy. If prices are down and one company or one group of companies is not allowed to set the price Then it keeps everything fair and equal and competitive But when one company gains that upper hand or when that group of companies gains that upper hand They are allowed to set their own prices because you can't get their product anywhere else Which ultimately is bad for the consumer, but really Really good for the producer, because they will start to rake in money loads. We've seen this in things like Disney. We've seen this in things like Facebook. We've seen any major place you go, there will be a business that does have more power than others. And that's just because sometimes it works. But when you have these companies that are literally squeezing the life out of their opponents because it's good for them... That's what these antitrust laws are doing. Why haven't they acted on these antitrust laws? Because because these big companies have liability shields. Now these shields allow them to not be sued. These were passed by the US government and these allow the companies to not be sued and virtually enable them to get their monopoly and grow it. That's an issue. And because of that, they can manipulate whatever facts they want, as long as it helps sell their product. For example, the, the majority of ads that I saw when I was on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or Google or any of these thing or any of these big tech companies while it was election year about, um, three months up to the election, I would say 90% of them were Democrat. You saw one Republican here or there, but the majority of them were Democrat, and you have to ask yourself why. It's not because the Democrats necessarily have more funding, it's because they control these big tech corporations, or vice versa, these big tech corporations control them. And it's not just in big tech that we see this double standard and monopoly apply. For the past seven, eight months, seven to eight months, I'm sorry. I have seen many, many, many people calling to defund the police or scrap the police entirely. And my question is, why? We had one incident, one incident where there's one cop, in my opinion, who was at fault. And because that one cop acted wrong, now we want to burn everything that, that they do down to the ground? It, it doesn't make sense to me, and I don't understand how you could somehow get that mentality. But they did. And that's their right under our First Amendment, which clearly states that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free speech or exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right to the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So Congress by passing these monopoly laws and liability shield laws have potentially not only violated their own governmental monopoly laws but by um enabling the riots that have occurred for months and months and months in places such as Portland or even here In Minneapolis and St. Paul, which are about an hour away from where I live, they are violating the First Amendment. They are encouraging people to violate the First Amendment because if you look, the right of the people to assemble is peaceably. That does not mean throwing bricks. That does not mean hurting people, stomping people, stomping police officers when they don't agree with you. That does not mean you can act with complete immunity when there's a mob of you. And I say that to both Democrats, Republicans, the Capitol riot, the Minneapolis riot, all of those, in my opinion, were false and needed to be dealt with swiftly. But that's not the only thing. The double standard is everywhere. For example, just today, the Congress has announced that they are impeaching President Trump with less than a week left in his term. Before that, they were also trying to invoke the 14th Amendment to require Vice President Pence to remove Trump from office. Now the 14th Amendment, specifically Section um, 3, states that no person shall be Senator or Representative in Congress Or, elector of President and Vice President, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any State, who, having previously taken an oath, and as a member of Congress or officer of the United States, or as any member of any State legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer of any State to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may have a vote of two-thirds of each house to remove such a disability. So what they are saying is that President Trump effectively enabled the Capitol riot. Well, I know you can't see it now because his Twitter page was deleted. In fact, he's permanently banned from both Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But I have a Snapchat, or not a Snapchat, a screenshot of the president's tweet which encourages people to be peaceful. So why would they do this? Why would they do this to President Trump? And the easy answer is is so he doesn't get elected again. Why are they so focused on President Trump? Because he stood up to them. What they should be worried about? I won't say that President Trump is... The best president we've ever had. I can see some of his faults, some of his shortcomings. But if you're so fo- if you're so focused on saying that he enabled the presidency, why are we allowing Hunter Biden scot free when he has legitimate child porn on his laptop, which is, by the way, a felony? And he's not even denying it. They're not even denying it. They're just covering it. So you've seen what the double standard is and you've seen how it is in today. You've seen what it is and where it is today. But what can we do about it? The answer to this is found in the First Amendment. The right of the people to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The whole goal here for the government is to serve its people. So if we petition the government, we should have the right, and we do have the right, to say, hey, I don't think this is right, can you take another look at this? And if they take a look at it and decide that it's Not a big deal. Then we go, okay, well, why don't we, next election, we'll find somebody else who does. The whole goal here is to be peaceful. Peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. Because as soon as you resort to violence, you're no better than an enemy. I believe that everybody who violently protests, whether it's Republican, Democrat, Antifa, I don't care. If you are violent... You have violated your First Amendment rights, and I believe you should be locked up. Maybe not for a long time, maybe for differing times, depending on your crime and how violent you are, but that is a crime and should be prosecuted. It doesn't matter. If you're gonna hold one side accountable, you gotta hold the other side accountable. That's the whole goal of that single standard. That's the standard. In fact, the standard for everything that we should be looking at is the Bible and is God. Because ultimately, everybody here does something wrong. And if you tell me you never do anything wrong, even for a day, you've just told me a lie. Because in your heart, you know everybody does something wrong at least once a day. And I would say more than once a day if we're completely honest with ourselves. So we have to hold ourselves to that standard. That standard of righteousness. But what can we do more in today's world? Number one, pray for our leaders. Our leaders have a tough job. And they're human, they're fallible. They can make mistakes, they can make oopsies, they can lie, they can cheat, they can steal. Anybody can do that. Why do we think that they're suddenly infallible of the possibility of doing that? They're not. So pray for them. Pray that God might give them strength. Give them wisdom to know what is right and what is wrong and what is best for our country. And B, don't be silent. If you're silent when something happens that you don't like, you are in essence agreeing with it. So if you don't like something, say something. If you think something is wrong, say it. And eventually, if you believe it, if you believe in it strongly enough, fight for it. Now, I don't mean go out, hammer fist, club, and fight. I mean, do what you can. Write your local governor. Write your senators. Write your congressmen. Write your representatives. Write them and tell them what you think needs to be done. Their goal is to serve you. Their goal should be to serve you. Therefore, if you don't like something, if you believe that it's a big enough issue that needs to be corrected, write to your senators, write to your congressmen, write to your governor. Things aren't going to change if we sit around on our couch and complain. They're just not. If you're silent, you're agreeing. If you're not silent, well, it's... it's, You've pretty much said what you're going to say... If you're not silent, I urge you though... I urge you very... Very... Cautiously... Be... Ready... For... The consequences. Every action you have... Has consequences. Every action you take... Has consequences. So be prepared for them. For example... And this is a little bit of a... Personal story. I still can't quite believe it's happened... But, I was at work one time, and I work as a security guard, and I work as a security guard at a gate, so I let trucks in, I let cars in, and then I check them back out again. As I'm working at that gate, I am wearing a thin blue line mask. Now, keep in mind, I am also African American, and I had these punks come in, and they had a legitimate reason to being there for being there, so I didn't really care. But I come out to greet them. I say, hello, hey, how are you? What are you looking for today? I'm getting ready to tell them where to go. And the one looks at me, and I'm going to censor it because he was using profanity quite a bit and said, You are a traitor. You are a traitor to our kind. And you should be fired for what you're doing. And I kind of looked at him and I went, what? And he went, that thin blue line mask you're supporting, you should be dead. And so I said, okay. And I said, well, I don't really care about that right now, sir. Here's where you need to go. And I told him where to go. But I also had to check him out again. So when he came around again, I asked for his receipt. I got his receipt and he was saying the same things over and over and over again. And then he left. Finally. As he left, he and every one of his friends rolled down the window and flipped me off. Now, do they have the right to do that? Absolutely. Why? Because it's their First Amendment right. It's their freedom of speech. They can tell me whatever they think about me, and I don't really care. Except, why do they think that I should support one side of an issue based on the color of my skin? That was more offensive to me than some of the racial slurs that they called me the offensive thing to me is why do you automatically assume that I think one way based on the color of my skin or I should think one way based on the color of my skin that's I don't care what the color of my skin is I am not defined by the color of my skin I am defined by my personality my soul my essence so my question is why am I being defined by that and ultimately we shouldn't be We should be defined by who we are and who we choose to be. It's that double standard. They want to hold themselves to one standard. They they judge one group of people by one standard and another group of people by another standard. This is wrong, ladies and gentlemen. This is so very wrong. I can't get it across to you. We need to stand up and do what we can through our legal rights to support our president, no matter who we may be. Republican, Democrat, Trump, Biden. They are our president. They deserve our respect and our support. And we need to serve our God. We are one nation under God. As long as we continue to be under God and hold ourselves to His standards, We will be indivisible, but as long as we continue these double standards, we will be very easily divisible. Be alert, do what you can legally, and above all else, I implore you to pray for our nation. Well, that wraps up this episode of The Spotlight. Once again, thank you for joining me today. I hope that it has opened your eyes a little bit to some new perspectives on what's happening in today's world, as well as some dangers, some, and what we can do to alleviate those dangers. If you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, or any topics that you'd like to hear me discuss in the future, go ahead and hit me up on Instagram. Like I said, my Instagram handle is Dietrich, D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H, underscore P, underscore 2021, and I hope to be hearing from all of you. Thank you for joining me on The Spotlight.